I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. Nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd alert! Hello there, it's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting, and welcome to another all-new Nerd Alert. How do we have a good one for you today? I've been waiting to do this one for a long time, and not just because it got postponed because someone couldn't be here a prior week, uh, but because as soon as this was mentioned as a topic, I was just like, yes. Yes, a thousand times. Yes, uh, we are going to get into what I hope you're enjoying as one of our recurring segments because we're not going to stop doing it. So you might as well just enjoy it. Um, that got weird. <clears throat> anyway, we're doing another urbanization, which is our own special brand of recasting in which one Carl effing urban. Um, God's gift to acting. Uh, it must be included somewhere in the cast list. But before I get into all that and tell you what film we'll be recasting with Carl Urban showing up somewhere, let me tell you who's going to help me recast today's film. First of all, my right-hand man, the man who keeps the nerd in the Talk Nerdy to Me network, ladies and gentlemen, the host of the fastest-growing show on this network, House Rules. If you haven't, given it a listen. You should definitely go check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us from his his sojourn away, his walkabout. Uh, Dad's home, everybody. Commander Scott. So uh, it, it's good to be back. Thank you. It's been a while because um, I did have stuff going on. Uh, sorry about that. But something popped up in my feed here recently that that uh, I had to go down a bit of a rabbit hole for because I, I saw it and I'm like, this can't possibly be real. It, it's just there's just no way. There's a lot of strange stuff in this world, but this just freaked the hell out of me. Um, 17th century Iceland. Okay. We're all familiar with, yeah, sure. Yeah, everybody knows 17th century Iceland. Well, yeah. Well, apparently it was a bit of a harsh life, you know, the the, the kind of pe- the peasantry, the the non-rich, the the the, the classless people didn't have it so easy and apparently in order to make ends meet sometimes they would turn to witchcraft and superstition of various kinds but the one that caught my attention was uh, the legend the sorcery the 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 spell work whatever you have it of and i'm going to butcher this name the nabrok okay or in layman's terms Necro pants. 
Hmm. I don't like where this is going. Oh yeah, no, you're not. No, no, you're not. Um, uh, the main component. Uh, so, so the necro pants are the main component in a ritual that was said to bring the caster unlimited wealth. Although the requirements of which were just so way out there that a lot of people once hearing about it went, no, I'll just go back to the fields. Thank you very much. Uh, because in order to complete this ritual to bring unlimited wealth, the sorcerer must first make a pact with a friend. And this pact had to state that once the friend had died of mutual or natural causes, not mutual causes, natural causes, uh, the sorcerer had permission to skin them from the waist down. Um, Hang on. Once the friend is dead, the greedy magician would then wait until the friend had been buried, dig the body up, skin the lower half of the corpse without creating any holes or tears, thus creating a pair of human skin pants. Okay? Um... Once the necro pants had been created, the caster must then don the and 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 the the source article that I found here actually has the phrase purloined pantaloons, which I love. It's awesome. Uh, it must don them against his bare skin. Now the ritual requires that the sorcerer steal a coin, preferably from a destitute widow, because we have to be even that specific. Place the coin in the empty scrotum of the pants. The magical Icelandic stave symbol, the Nebrokstafur, uh, uh, written on a scrap of parchment. And that's it. That's all there was to it. Um, eventually, the pants would become indistinguishable from the wearer's body, and so long as the original coin was not removed, the scrotum should continue to miraculously fill with coins for the rest of time. <laughs> <laughs> and now you yep. know why it's called your coin purse, boys. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Hey, I need you guys to sign a quick pack real quick. Oh, um, uh, no, no. That's no hard pass. You'll be dead. Hard. What do you need? Uh, keep in mind, you're the one that has to dig us up and skin our scrotums. Yeah, it's fine. Scott, if you die, me and Danny and John will need something to work on anyway. It's fine. <laughs> hey, just be sure to, you know, tool something nice into me just the ultimate weather leather working project uh i'm gonna skip the joke about the tooling something into you anyway <laughs> <laughs> so there you go educating you on how to make your own neck row pants um we don't encourage you to try that we really don't um but if you do happen to have a pair of neck row pants let us know how it's working for you <laughs> we're gonna quickly move on uh, ladies and gentlemen, joining us from somewhere in time and space, perhaps even via the DeLorean, it's the Doc. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. It's the war room. Very, very nice. <laughs> I Yeah, I just yeah. thought I'd go random today. Yes, that is very random. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think, didn't, was it me, you, and Jackie Atchison that watched that movie? Uh, recall or was that it Bob? No, I'm pretty sure we would. I remember watching it in your basement. I don't remember who was with us. Yeah, that hilarious. Yeah, good times. Good. Feel like I have a good time in Vegas with that. All right. So, 
Uh, we've teased it out long enough, and you already know what it is because it's going to be in the thumbnail you clicked when you listen to this. Today, we are recasting one of the greatest movies of the 80s that still bewilderingly has not gotten its big budget remake, even though everything else made in the 80s already has. It is the... Uh, the inspiration for films like Star Wars. Uh, it is the direct, di- you know, d- has direct lineage to every space opera you've ever watched and, and every fun adventure story you've ever seen. I am talking about Flash Gordon. Ha! Ah, sorry, sorry. Flash. Ha! Ah, savior of the universe. Uh, not Flesh Gordon. That's a different recasting video. That'll be later. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> you said 1980s. The one that I watched was 1936, starring Buster Crab. Okay, you went a little far back, but we'll roll with it. It's fine. It's fine. It's the one that, that I'm supposed to be you know, reviewing. It took forever to find it, though. Really? It's on DVD. I got my grandpa a copy years ago. Oh. <clears throat> I've got it. Funny. Somewhere. Anyway. F- funny because Flesh Gordon stars busted crabs. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, this, this movie came out in uh, crap eighty six, eighty. Hold on, eighty. Was it just eighty? Wow. Okay, I thought 80. I was a little older than that. Okay, it came out in nineteen eighty. Uh, it was very much inspired by the success of Star Wars, as was everything post Star Wars. Uh, that being said, this movie. Where Star Wars zigged, this movie zags. Uh, you know, Star Wars was definitely in- influenced by the old school Buster Keaton, uh, sorry, sorry, Buster Crab, um, Flash Gordon serials. Uh, that's what George Lucas was trying to mimic with Star Wars. But whereas Star Wars was meant to be, let's take that, but do it like gritty and realistic, and like you know, we'll make the ships look all beat up and lived in, and, and you know, we'll try to do it like you know, with a budget and make it real. This one was like. Yeah, fuck that. Let's just do rocket ships and ray guns. That just sounds like a lot more fun. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Apparently, Lucas wanted to do Flash Gordon, like in '77. Yeah. He wanted to do Flash Gordon, but it was optioned by Federico Fellini uh, at the time. He couldn't get the rights, so he just did his own thing. Like he was wanting straight up to do Flash Gordon, uh, and and part of me kind of wants to see his version of Flash Gordon now. I mean, technically we have, but you know what I mean. Well, thank God he didn't, because now we have lightsabers. Um, but no, it, it it is it is as a kid, I never fully appreciated it because I was just like, it's supposed to be Star Wars, but it's weird and goofy. And now as an adult, I'm like, it's Star Wars, but it's weird and goofy, and I freaking love it. Uh, I've embraced the chaos that is this movie. Uh, that being said, it is one of those properties that, because it is so influential on so many other sci-fi properties. Yeah, I I am bewildered that someone hasn't come along since 1980. We're talking 40 years now, or 42 years. Someone hasn't come along and, and taken another swing at doing Flash Gordon. And I know there have been many projects along the way, along the years, where it's you know started and stopped, and people who picked up the license and, and begun work on it. There was a terrible sci-fi channel TV show from like the early 2000s. Um, but... Again, the big budget, big screen Flash Gordon remake has not happened yet. So that's what we're doing today. We are in in the year 2022. If we were going to remake Flash Gordon, specifically remake the 1980s movie, who would we cast uh, in key roles? Uh, and keep in mind, it's urbanization. So somewhere in there, Carl Urban's going to pop up. Um, um, yeah. So, so you have to see 
I, I know you haven't watched all of Trek and everything, and you watched some Trek, and I, I love you for that. But uh, Star Trek Voyager, you need to watch the Captain Proton episodes. Okay. They're really great episodes. Is that a, so, okay. No. So, uh, so in in the series, uh, um, because I try to talk Trek anytime I possibly can. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, no. Tom Paris uh, has there's a character he really loves called Captain Proton. He and Harry Kim basically do. There's several episodes where they do uh, holodeck adventures. They're hollow. They're hollow novels. Okay. Uh, and it's straight up 1930s Flash Gordon ripoff. Nice. Is is all it is. At one point, uh, at one point, they have to bring uh, Janeway onto the holodeck uh, to portray uh, the villainous Queen Arachnia uh, to uh, to seduce. I forget what the 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 villain's name in, in Captain Proton was, but but yeah, that was. You should watch those episodes. There, there's okay. like three of them or something like three, maybe four of them throughout the series. It was good. Well, that's and that that's a perfect example of how even if you've never seen Flash Gordon, you've still seen Flash Gordon. Like it's it's been so influential on so many sci-fi properties across the board, whether yeah. they're directly aping it or, or you know parroting it, or they're just trying to you know capture some of that spirit of it. Like it, you talk about sci-fi space opera and everything from you know like Star Trek episodes to fucking Buzz Lightyear uh, are in some way inspired by Flash Gordon. Um, it, it sort of is, um, you know, we, we, a couple weeks ago, we talked in, in the ultimate badass episode, we talked about how the colonial Marines from aliens kind of set the bar for like future space military and every, every kind of movies since then has either been mimicking that or directly contrasting that. Like it kind of set the bar flash Gordon sets the bar for space operas. Um, and everyone cues off of that. So we are going to start this list. Um, do you guys want to start with the big bad? Well, start, or start with the man himself. So, well, so we've we've never really like set in stone a format for these. We've done it a couple times. I think we've done it a couple different ways. Obviously, we're going to throw Carl Urban in there somewhere. So, should we just start with where we all put Carl Urban and cast no. around him, or how do you no, want? We we think it's more fun to have him randomly turn up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's fine. So that's we're fine. gonna we're gonna start with a we're gonna start with with characters and run through them. And when we get to your Carl Urban, it's sort of like Pee Wee's Playhouse. It's the word of the day. Oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So who do you want to start with, John? I say let's start with Ming the Merciless because your hero is only as good as a villain he has to overcome. So okay. let's start hey. there. I, if you don't mind, I'll kick it off. Go for it. Because I think I have a good one for this. You say Max von Sydow, I'm cutting you off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would be wrong, but or no. Becca himself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so here's the thing uh, with Ming. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I I like Ming in the OG Flash Gordon, okay. uh, but I kind of wanted to turn into the skit of they're portraying him as sort of like an Asian ethnicity. Uh, so why not cast him with somebody oh, okay. with an Asian ethnicity? So we're going full on race typecasting. Got it. Okay. Wow. 
Wow, wow. No, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, good lord, that's not personally okay. when I watch Ming, I don't I don't get that he's supposed to be Asian. I don't know what is going through your head when you're watching. I'm, I'm just I'm not judging. I'm just you know, it's just not me. It's okay, it's okay. Tell you. Are you trying to tell me a character created in the nineteen twenties had a, a racist stereotype as a villain? <laughs> Sir, no. Not in America. Anyway, are you telling me in an age that gave us Superman versus the Jap O'Tears? Sorry. Wow. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Sorry, Jap O'Tours. Saboteur and Jap. Sorry. Anyway, continue. Anyway. Jay. Now that I've been more racist than you are, let's go. Wow. All right. All right. I didn't think. Okay. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Who you got? Who you got? Okay. The person I picked uh-huh. to play Ming, I think, can portray Ming very well. Does a good job in sort of a villainous type role, has a very good presence, and um, I feel like with my cast, I kind of went like, I tried to be a little goofy with some of it because it's a goofy movie. Like, it's kind of out there. Um, but I picked uh, Ken Watanabe as Ming. I don't. I don't know this person. You, uh, yeah, Ken you Watanabe uh, is uh, not Raz Al Ghul from the Batman Begins movie. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Um, he's in Inception. He's the the uh, God. I can't think of his name. The guy they're trying to incept. No, he's the one who comes up with the, like he wants to oh, take okay. over the company. It's been a while since I watched the movie. Oh, yeah, he would make a great meme. In fact, I think he kind of already has in the Last Samurai, hasn't he? Uh, kind of, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I could see him as full on main. Yeah, that was that that was yeah. Saito, Saito from uh Saito from uh Inception, if you remember. He's the guy well, that at the beginning that they are in his dream, and he realizes they're in a dream within a dream. I've I've never seen Inception, so. Oh, okay. But yeah, also in he's he's the head samurai guy in the Last Samurai. Yes, yeah. that's also Ken Watanabe. Which is a great movie. Not the greatest history-wise, but a great movie. Yes. It's uh, Dances with Wolves, Samurai Edition. Yeah, I think that's giving it a little too much. Yeah, because no one ever did the Going Native story before Dances with Wolves did it. Uh, Yeah. But anyway, back on track. Yeah, Ken Watson. Very good. I I like him. I I think... uh, uh, actually, that might actually even beat mine. I thought I had a good one, but now mine is just like, you know, B-lister compared to that. I, I kind of like it. Um, so. You know, I, okay, for all the hard time we gave you, Jay, for, for the, the leaning into it, one of my first thoughts uh, was also the same. I'll just lean into it and embrace the, 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 the stereotype. Uh, but I was thinking... I have the, nothing against Ken Watanabe. Ken Watanabe is a fine actor. Uh, he can definitely play villainous. Uh, but for Ming, I was going trying to think of someone who could play a little more like goofy and over the top. And one of my first thoughts, um, I ended up going with somebody else. But one of my first thoughts was Chow Yun Fat, because uh, as we, even though we know him as like an action guy here in the states, he's mostly known for comedy in China. Um, but along that same vein of Ken Watanabe. So I, I see where you're going for for that. 
So wait, who did you pick? I picked, okay, so like I said, I want somebody who can go big. Um, and this person, there is no top to how big they can go, uh, but they can also play intimate and small. They can, uh, they can be very intimidating. Uh, I've seen them in recent roles where they play villains and they were the only decent thing in the entire movie uh, was watching them choose scenery. You know him from The Crown, uh, from the upcoming Game of Thrones spinoff, and you probably know him best as the Doctor from Doctor Who, the 11th Doctor specifically, Matt Smith, is my pick for Ming. Wow. Yes. Wow. Matt Smith. Now, I like Matt Smith. I don't see him as Ming. But, I mean, he's got great range as an actor. So I'm not saying he couldn't pull it off. I, I would have to. I, I, he'd be one of those ones I'd have to see him do screen tests and maybe do something in some kind of a costume, you know, to see how he so, would. Think of him wearing like the Time Lord costume and, and doing like big kind of Shakespeare, but also being goofy with it the way Matt Smith is known for. And yeah. I do not I do not recommend watching Morbius to anyone. Morbius is a terrible movie, but. Matt Smith tries his damnedest to save the movie. Uh, he's the only watchable part of the entire film. He plays the villain in the movie. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't know he was in it, don't worry. He's only in one shot in any trailer. Um, but him playing a villain in that movie is kind of what clicked in my brain of like, I kind of want to see him being a bad guy more. He was like, he's a really fun bad guy. I kind of wanted him to win at the end of the movie. Um, spoiler, he doesn't. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Again, I don't recommend watching Morbius, but just, just him in a villainous role, I was like, that's really cool. And then I watched him, and he's in the first two seasons of The Crown, um, and he plays yeah. a very interesting um, um, prince. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, in, in that. Um, again, uh, I just think, I think he's a great actor, and, and for, you know, Ming kind of sets the tone for the rest of the film for me, and, and I wanted somebody who could be intimidating and threatening but then also just like crank the dial up to 11 and break it off and and again matt smith there's no such thing as going too big for matt smith well yeah. so that's that's where i ended up at not having seen morbius and seen him playing a villain i, I you know i once again i don't immediately see it but i haven't seen that context with him yet so i uh, so i don't know uh i have seen the crown of course and, and i love the crown uh and i highly recommend even if you don't like the subject matter, you should watch at least the first season, if not the first two. Uh, because with Matt Smith, you're talking about him being Prince Philip. Uh, that that show is really uh, wonderful. It's it's a master class in how to compose a shot to hide actors' heights. <laughs> yeah. Because Matt Smith is Matt Matt Smith. Matt Smith is small. Relatively speaking, whereas Prince Philip, Prince Philip has like a good like two feet on him, right? Or pad, because I think Prince Philip passed away now. Yeah. But uh, like any time, if you watch that series, any time that that he and the actress playing Elizabeth are in shot together, it's filmed one of three ways. If they're standing side by side, it's it it's it's like waist up. You don't see their feet. If they're in shot together, uh. And you, you, nine times out of ten, one is sitting, one is standing. If they're ever in a shot together and both of them are standing and you get full body, one is very far in the background, like in another room, and the other one's in the foreground. 
It's just they do. It's just beautiful how they had it. It's great. Well, that being said, Scott, who's your pick for Ming? Well, so apparently I'm the only and one. And will they need an Apple box? They will not need an Apple box. I don't think. <laughs> um, apparently I'm the only one who didn't go in this leaning into the campiness from the original 1980 movie. While I love the campiness of the 1980 movie, don't get me wrong, I'm fine with it. I just, I, I felt like a, a modern, modern retelling of it needs to not try to duplicate the campiness because i feel like any attempt to do that campiness today is just going to come off wrong and it needs to be played serious and straight you know i want to i want a straight up sci-fi thing i don't i don't want the campiness i don't want the comedy i don't want the over the top i want it not wrong i don't want it full grim dark you know dark night you know dark night rises this is not a car i don't i don't want anything like that you Good. Know, we don't. We don't have to go like that. I just want it played terrible. I just want it played straight. You know. Um. So for Ming, I wanted somebody that I thought could could play opposite. Partly just because I want to. I, I want to see them together and all that good stuff. Um. But I went with Gary Oldman for Ming. <laughs> Gary Oldman. <laughs> I think. I think he's hit every list so far. But anyway, sorry. There's nothing. Sorry, I do. Not supposed to be. So. Not supposed to pick Gary Oldman. Fine, I don't want. No, Gary. no, 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 no. It's a good pick. It, he crossed my mind too, Scott. I'm not gonna lie. Gary He's, Oldman is like the bacon of this list. He is. <laughs> He's gonna be Goes sprinkled in somewhere, yeah. and he makes everything better. Uh, um. Well, so I got to thinking. I got to thinking about villains and people that i like and i love gary oldman the only thing that i've seen him in specifically that's 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 a villain was the fifth element that i know of air force uh, you one. haven't seen bram stoker's dracula i don't consider him a villain in bram stoker uh, okay we're not gonna have that debate but okay that, that's fine and it, it's fine but a villain in the strictest sense okay he he is uh, i i would even debate he's the antagonist in the movie but that being said, um, like I said, that's a different debate. Um, yeah, but save, Force, save that for October. Air, Air Force One, you know, uh, I've seen it a couple of times, but <sighs> have you seen Leon the Professional? No, I'm not. Ooh, oh, yeah, sorry. there's a good reference. No, yeah, there, there, there's no doubt that that Gary Oldman can play a great villain, and yes. and him playing Ming, uh, yeah, you get you you've, you've sold my ticket. Yeah, now and 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 going back to Bram Stoker's his portrayal of Dracula, I love his portrayal of Dracula, um, and his portrayal, like if if you took, if you took that, um, that that character that he did with Dracula and sprinkle in a little bit, just just a little bit, of his uh, uh, I forget the character's name from Fifth Element, you know, Zorg. John yeah. Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. John Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. <clears throat> Sorry, <laughs> forgot his name. Sure, John the Baptist, who's a Borg, I guess. Um, the second greatest <laughs> film name of all time, <laughs> right behind Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez. Gonzalez. But you're right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think the Zorg character brings way too much of the comedy into it. 
I, I don't want near that much. I want I want the com- combination of those two, and I think he could play a great me. But you know. I'm down for that. And uh, Scott, to your point about like being campy, I mean, like yes, I kind of went goofy with some of the roles like that are goofy in the movie, but like I feel like Ken Watanabe would oh be able to play it straight. So. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no doubt. Ken Watanabe could play it beautifully. In in both versions, in both visions of of this retelling, yeah, Ken. Well, and to to a greater degree, there's a certain amount of camp that is inherent with Flash Gordon, and to ignore that and try to fight against it is going to make a shitty movie. It's sort of like Fantastic Four. There's an there's an inherent element of 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 campiness to it. It's a character from a bygone era. So you have to, I'm not saying you have to like, you know, go into parody levels of, of, of campy, but there is an inherent level of, of kind of goofiness and, and uh, for lack of a better term, just go with itness that you kind of need for a Flash Gordon movie. Yes. Uh, yes. That, that's true. But at the same time, you don't need to go full on Flash Gordon having a, playing football against the foot soldiers to beat them and no yeah, no, yeah sideline yeah. doing the yeah. go, go flash you can do it blah 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 going full yeah. on silly no no no, no. no. I, I, i'm with you on that yeah yeah but this is a world right. where again we cruise around in rocket ships and have ray gun fights and also sword fights because swords sure. so again you just have to kind of just shut up and go with it uh well that being said yes, yeah. we've got our villain Let's get the other big one out of the way, boys. Who's your Flash Gordon? Uh, I feel like you guys are going to probably give me some grief about this pick. I don't think so. But I uh, I picked somebody who, when I think of Flash Gordon, I think of him as like a heartthrob. Um, he is a quarterback of the New York Jets. Uh, so I went with somebody who... Funnily enough, has actually portrayed a quarterback in another movie. Um, he is, he's kind of got that heart throbbiness. He can pull off the action star slash sci fi hero. Uh, at least I think he can. Um, and also has that sort of comedicness to him that you would need for flash gordon i think uh okay so my pick for flash was bradley cooper mm. i could see it i could i could yeah i, I i'm not saying you couldn't do it um he's awesome in a team he can pull off action he can do comedy he's the voice of rocket so he's already used to sci-fi shit yeah i can see it there are worse. There are worse cases. I, I think a younger Bradley Cooper. I don't know about Bradley Cooper now. Well, but yeah. I can't. But I can't make that argument because of my pick. So. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I say mean, if, yeah. if, if you're gonna go for younger casting, you're not gonna like my pick then either. No, no, no. Like, no. but I can't. Yeah, I can't because my pick is not a younger, younger actor either. So. I I just think like when. No, I feel I, like I, he's got the he's got the face <laughs> for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, wow. he's he is he's kind of got that heart throbbiness. He has really good comedic timing. He's done oh, yeah. comedy movies, um, but he also can do the action star thing. And 
he's also just a great actor. Uh, yeah. Star is born. He's fantastic in that. Like, yeah, he's 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 got the acting chops. He's got the look. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah Bradley, Bradley, a major. Keep... Sorry. Go ahead, Scott. No, that's fine. Go ahead. I was just gonna say a major hangup. You know, a lot of people would say, "Oh, well, he's not blonde." Yeah, but... we can fix that. You yeah. know, I don't even think we have to fix it. Uh, I don't. I don't think we have to adhere to character descriptions from the 1920s. Yeah, I mean, I. He doesn't have to be I'm blonde. I disagree with you there because my hair. guy is blonde. So. That's fine. <laughs> but you don't have to. If you want to cast somebody, if you wanted to cast, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, crap! I just Ken Watanabe as Flash Gordon. I'd be fine with that too. That'd you know? be interesting, but I'd watch it. Um, we don't. We what I'm saying is. We don't have to go just because a writer from the 1920s said he's yeah, no. hair, blue-eyed, all-American. That they flash Gordon. Yeah, right. Just, yeah. The physical descriptions on us not as important as embodying the character. I get you. Right. But I also thought like the I I felt like the back and forth quippiness because like I was thinking of Ken Watanabe from The Last Samurai. The quippiness between Ken Watanabe and Bradley Cooper as Flash Gordon, I, I think, would be kind of nice. Okay. They'd play well together, I think. And so no, I, I, I'm with you. Um, I can definitely get with it. So Scott, yes, sir. I know you just said we don't have to be beholden to the character descriptions from the 1920s or 30s or whenever we made up Flash Gordon. Um, but I did anyway because when you say Flash Gordon, me my mind goes right to blonde hair, blue eye, chiseled. Uh, lantern jawed, like old school, you know, Flash Gordon is like the grandfather of the modern action hero. So I want somebody, I don't care if it's a cliche. Uh, we've, we've spent decades tearing down the cliche. Uh, uh, let's, let's build it back up a little bit. Um, you may know him from 2016's Tarzan. Um, you may remember him briefly from Godzilla versus Kong. You probably know him from True Blood. Hopefully, after this week, you'll know him from The Northman. Alexander Starsgard is my choice for Flash Gordon. Brendan Fraser. Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, Brendan Fraser from 1999 is my top choice since I'm playing Flash Gordon. <laughs> Unfortunately, my time machine's broken. Uh, we broke it getting Doc here for the show. So, in lieu of that, Alexander Skarsgård. Alexander Scar. Uh, uh, irony, John. Yes. Are you ready for this? Okay. I was on IMDb, uh-huh. and one of the ads on the side was for the Northman. Northman. And the name Alexander Skarsgård was there, and I was like, "Oh, who's this guy?" So I Google, I I searched it on IMDb, and I am on his page right now. Nice. <laughs> so uh, when you said look, his I, name, I was like, "Oh." Hey, I know this guy. Probably best known as Eric um, from True Blood, uh, and I'm okay with that. And he's in a lot of acting since then. But he is—he's the son of Stellan Skarsgård and the brother of Bill Skarsgård. Um, Skarsgård family very big in acting. Um, but again, he—he's to me, he's one of those guys who perfectly embodies the physicality of Flash Gordon. He's a great actor. He can do action. He can do comedy. Uh, he's one of those guys who I don't know why he isn't more famous and why he isn't being more utilized by Hollywood because he's amazing in everything I've ever seen him in. Uh, even the forgotten Tarzan movie from 2016, he's great in that as Tarzan. Um, so maybe a little bit of typecasting. 
because he's that. I thought huh? George of the Jungle was earlier than that. No, Tarzan, not George of the Jungle. Stop <laughs> trying to get 90s Brendan Fraser. We all agree he's the best, but we can't get the time machine to work. We have to go with who's available in 2022. Uh, fine. Um, uh, I'm looking at him uh, and, and everything here, and he does look very yeah, Flash Gordon-like. I, I mean... Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Him about wearing that. the goofy tight costume and sword fighting and shooting ray guns. Like, yeah, sign me up. I don't hate it. I don't hate that pick. It's Again, it might terrible. be a little bit of a safe pick, but I, to me, it's just like, that spoke to me. Yeah. I don't know why this guy isn't more famous. He's awesome and everything is in. And I really hope uh, Northman is 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 maybe his, his big. Wait. Jump yeah well he's had breaks but hopefully it's the one that hey, sticks. Hang on, sorry. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm looking through his IMDb here, and so he's he's in the movie The Northman, right? Yes, the one that comes yeah. out tomorrow. The, yes, The Northman. He's in the movie The Northman. I'm looking through his thing here, and you said he's yes. probably most famous for Truth Blood, True Blood, where his character name is Eric. Eric Northman. Northman. Yes, because Eric is a Viking. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so. Northman is, is not is a True Blood spinoff. It's a sequel to True Blood for True Blood. Me. Stop. <laughs> it's a True Blood. Is it a True Blood prequel? No, Scott. It's a true Blood it's prequel. A, it's a prequel. It's True Blood. Okay. It's how he gets turned. I see. Okay. I Got it. it. This is how he became Eric Northman. Got it. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Where's the hang up button? Okay. <laughs> Eric Northman, attorney at law. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. How did you turn Eric Northman into unfrozen unfrozen caveman lawyer? (laughs) (laughs) Like, look, we understand that you you suffered severe traumatic injuries from when my client rear-ended you. What if he just gives you two goats and we call it even? Is that fine? Two goats. Two goats seem good for everybody? I am just a caveman. I don't understand your big ways and your flashy car automobiles. But even I know that man's innocent. (laughs) Anyway, this is Massanella from the 90s. Uh, We're going to get back to Scott. Who's your pick for Flash Gordon? Well, you're not going to like it. Uh, Okay. But that's all right because once again, in my head, I'm going a whole different route uh, for this. Uh, a Flash Gordon. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm trying to steer away from the skid you all keep steering into, and that's fine. And and uh, honestly, I just went ahead and bit the bullet on this one because I knew no one else was going to, and I put Carl fucking Irvin in. Hey. Hey, all right. I did. Because I magic word. I wanted him to be the main character somewhere. I want to see him. I know he's a little older, but I see him more as a retired, you know, football player or athlete, you know, than current. Like like he was a little past his prime, you know, he's he's done and he gets pulled into this and he finds, you know, a, a redemption arc. Basically, maybe he's an alcoholic going into this because, you know, he was injured and had was forced to retire before, you know, during his prime. And he's a bit bitter about it and stuff. You, you give a little bit of that, like I said, the redemption arc kind of a thing going on. Um, so and, and also just because I wanted to see him playing opposite Gary Oldman as me. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, can't I argue focused, there. 
I just want to see them two doing their thing together. Um, uh, Those would be some intense scenes. It would, especially if he has Laser Baby. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Fucking Laser Baby. Yes. Uh, so yeah, once again, I, 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 my vision of this, I keep kind of steering out of the skid that you all are are steering into and and embracing, which is fine. Yeah, that's what makes the show fun. Is we we all have a different sort of version of the film in our head, and we're casting that accordingly. So we're getting a a uh, wide uh, uh, gamut of of who could play these roles. Unless yeah. it's unless it's John and I casting our perfect Batman movie. Yeah, which we should have just done one list on because it was pretty much. <laughs> I wasn't there for that one, was I? No. Okay. Um, too bad. But uh, spoiler: about fifty percent of our picks were the same people in the same roles. Wow. Pretty much. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like like I said, I I see uh, I see Carl, uh, Carl Urban playing you know uh, a uh, pro football player. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steer out of it. He's not gonna be a pro pro rugby player or anything. He's pro football. Um. American football, that is, not European football, which we call soccer, um, for those of us listening across the pond. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, he, he, he hurt his knee or something. You know, he hurt, he hurt himself. See, knee. in my Flash Gordon, I don't even give it. In my Flash Gordon movie, we don't start with the origin of how they got into the universe. We just jump in and it's already happening. He just full-on Star Wars it, and here we go. And you can make some references to him being a football player from Earth when he got there, but, like, I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, and we can I just want to get to the, yeah. Yeah, but but with, with mine, he's not the young, idealistic, you know, uh, athlete. He's 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 past right. his prime, probably an alcoholic. Like I said, I'm going for the whole redemption wow. thing. So. You're really hammering that alcoholic thing home. Scott, yes. do we need to talk? He's an alcoholic. He is. Do we, do we need to talk about some things? That I'm aware of. What we talk about Jay. <laughs> nothing. Never we mind. Try, we trying to say, huh? Well, nothing. nothing. I was say, my, my, yeah. my pick is is 46 years old, Scott. So I don't I don't think anyone's going for like young whippersnapper version of Flash Gordon. Right. Wait a minute. Skarsgård is 46 years old. Yeah. He looks like he's 23. I know, right? Holy shit! Holy shit! He's a he's a year Born younger in 1976, than me. bud. Oh, sorry. He's a year older than me. He's a year older than me. Good God. What the hell have I done with my life? <laughs> I ask myself like, that every day, Scott. I look like hammered shit compared to this guy. Carl <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, Urban is just four years older than him, so there you go. Uh, well, that's fine. He looks it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's where I put Carl Urban. Was, I was, dig it. Yeah. Ah, nice. I don't mind it at all. All right. Um, love interest or sidekick? What next? You tell me. All right. We're going love interest because it's next on my list. Um, playing Dale Arden, who's, uh, depending on what version you read, a, a journalist or or someone who works for the football team. Basically, she flashes love interest from Earth. She She has a combination of uh, gosh, golly, gee, uh, over her head, but also like a very uh, uh, um, rugged inner strength that it, you know, through the course of the film comes out. Um, so, who do you guys have for Dale Arden? Um, and that's so what you just said is basically what I used to make my pick somebody who could pull off that, oh, geez, oh, gee whiz, golly, you know, mm-hmm. Morty, 
Um, <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, heck, Rick. Uh, oh, geez, Flash. Oh, jeez. Oh, um, but also, like, bust out the badassery when necessary. Okay. Uh, also, I wanted them to be, you know, a, a pretty face. Because, uh-huh. what you know, that's part yeah. of the love interest. They have to have a pretty face. Uh, so I picked Emily Blunt. Solid choice. Uh, I feel like she would be a perfect Dale, especially in conjunction with Bradley Cooper as the Flash. That's an interesting duo. Not the duo. Flash, as Flash. Right. Uh, yeah, that's that's an interesting duo. Um, I love Emily Blunt. She's great. Uh, she's definitely got range. Oh, yeah. Uh, um. So no matter what version I'm going with, if it's campy, funny, like campy, you know, over the top of this, she can do that. Yeah. And she if can handle action. Serious action. She can do that. Uh, Maybe get her husband to come direct it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like uh, she could pull off, like I said, the sometimes it's, oh, man, what am I doing here? Then it's, ah, you know, pick up a gun and shoot some people. So. Yeah. She was also an edge of tomorrow. Shooting people. Yeah. Shooting. Shoot them peoples. Shoot them. Shoot them, Houston. So. So there you go, Emily Blunt. I dig it. Uh, so again, I was using the same criteria as casting, and I went a slightly different direction. And this may say more about me uh, and and my taste, but again, someone who can play that that meek and timid, but also has that inner strength, and we know can handle comedy and action. I just went Scarlett Johansson. Of course. I couldn't get, sorry, the name popped up, and I was like, no, it's too obvious. And then I just kept circling around her again. I'm like, you know, yeah, no, damn, Scarlett Johansson is my deal, Arden. Uh, Sigourney Weaver? Did you just say Sigourney Weaver? <laughs> Shut up, Jay. Shut up. Sigourney Weaver's a goddess, and don't you dare disrespect her on this show. I'm not. I'm just saying, you know, Sigourney Weaver and Brendan Fraser, that'd be a good duo. That'd be interesting. Hey, we were casting '90s Flash Gordon. Why does Why does Brendan Fraser keep popping up? <laughs> Not that I disagree, but again, if you can go back to 1999 and do Brendan Fraser as Flash Gordon, then yes, I would want to watch that. But that name keeps popping up now. I love Brendan Fraser. I'm excited to see him in some upcoming projects, but I don't think he's going to be jumping around and getting into fistfights anytime soon. The man broke his body to give us the mummy movies, and just be appreciative of that. He did, and and I love him. Ugh. Thank you, I, Brendan. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Again, I know it's it's a little obvious, it's a little on the nose, but uh, whatever. It's my movie. I, and and honestly, I'm I'm a little surprised that you didn't even like that you didn't say Chris Hemsworth as Flash. I did have a Chris originally as as Flash, and then when Skarsgård popped up, I was like, "Oh no, no, definitely him." Yeah, um, I, I had a Chris on the list. So, was Chris, it Chris Evans, Pratt? It was Chris Evans, wasn't it? No, it was not. Chris Pine. Yep. Uh, um, I mean, I don't hate the Scarlett Johansson pick. It is kind of like right on the nose, though. Like. Yeah. Just wait till I pitch my Creature from the Black Lagoon remake. It's all about Scott Johansson. Anyway, no, yeah, I get it. It's kind of a safe pick. 
but that's just I, I kept circling around it and, and thinking of other people. Um, and then you know, you know, I was trying to also cast with okay, if I've got Alexander Skarsgård as my lead, someone she can play off of, um, you know, someone she'd have good chemistry with and, and have you know good back and forth with. Um, at one point, I had I threw Emma Stone on the list, and I still don't think she's a bad choice, but she just felt a little young for for playing opposite Stellan. Uh, sorry, Alexander Skarsgård. So I don't know that that's where I settled that. Uh, I'm sticking yeah. to it. I was gonna say you, you said Skarsgård was a safe choice, but actually, I think that was a like a good out of the box type pick. This is more of a safe choice to me. Like, well, all right. Just yeah, that's my opinion. So after I threw Matt Smith for being the merciless, I figured we should play it safe a little bit somewhere. So hopefully the rest of mine are not playing it safe. Uh, it's I mean she's no Scott. Emily Blunt, but uh... <laughs> so you know what's funny is Emily Blunt uh, was supposed to be Black Widow. That is funny. Yeah. All right, Scott, what so, do you got? So when you do your. Uh your creature for the black lagoon recast that's including carl uh-huh. urban as the creature right it includes carl urban but i'm not going to cover <laughs> that beautiful beautiful man up in cgi oh so there's there's two castings in in mine uh that are going to kind of they 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 share a common source okay um and it starts with this one uh as uh dale um, uh, but for the character of Dale, you know, I was, I was watching, and and I I I knew going into this with the whole you know Carl Urban, uh, kind of an, an an older Flash Gordon and and doing the whole redemption arc. He's bitter at the begin beginning and and everything. That we needed a love interest and somebody who could offset that and and lighten things back up, you know, around him. Okay, because we didn't want to. We didn't want to steer full into that 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 dark you know uh, Dark Knight Rises. This is not a car thing going on. We 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 need something to kind of counterbalance that and and tip the scales back to neutral. Okay. Uh, and so I went with Mary Weissman for Dale. Um, and now the question on. comes: Who, as we hear typing in the background, because nobody knows the name Mary Weissman off the top of their head. She played Sylvia Tilly in Star Trek Discovery seasons one through three. She left after season three. Or oh, maybe- Tilly! Okay, Tilly. Yeah, yeah. I think she could play a very good Dale. I love Tilly, and now that I know she's not on Discovery anymore, I have yet another reason to never watch Discovery again. Yeah, she's not on Discovery anymore. She she left. I'm not sure why she left. I don't know all the the where tos and why fours. Uh, uh, behind her departure, I don't know if she got offered something else uh, or what have you, but uh, uh, I think she left after season three. Uh, she left actually in the middle of season. I don't even think she's in the entire season. No. Okay, well, um, for the reason not to, yeah, Tilly's awesome. Yeah, Tilly, uh, and I love that casting. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I love Mary Weissman, somebody who deserves more work. Uh, I think she's she she as an actress she has a a hitherto untapped range. Uh, yeah, uh, again, only seeing her in, in Discovery, the whole first season, she she's that sort of she's the 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 science. She's not even an officer; she's like a cadet. So she's like very yeah. she's smart, but she's very she lacks confidence. Uh, and then and then when you get to Mirror Universe and you see her, she has to be like Queen Tilly uh it's a whole different side of the character it was awesome to see that transformation yeah 
yeah, like, like I, I loved her and, and everything. And uh, uh, I, I know there was uh, there was a lot of issues and stuff uh, with with her casting and discovery and, and stuff. But uh, I thought she was awesome in the role. I love seeing her on screen. I thought her on screen chemistry with with pretty much everybody was phenomenal. She's one of those actresses like you you see her with an ensemble cast and like she interacts with multiple different actors and characters and she does it well every time you know she has chemistry with like everybody and it's great uh and and so yeah when i when i was looking at dale in the original and i was trying to find a dale that would mimic that uh innocence i guess Uh Term, you know, uh, like my brain flashed on her, and, and I'm like, you know, we're just gonna go full on uh, Mary Weissman. We're gonna go, we're we're gonna tilly this bitch up. Once I knew who you were talking about, I fully agree. Um, yeah, I have no idea who she is, so uh, I, I, uh, I cannot, I can neither agree nor disagree with your pick. So good job, Scott. Thank you. All right, let's shift gears then uh, from our love interest to, I called him a sidekick. He's not really a sidekick. He's he's more of a supporting character. Um, he is the crazy mad scientist because you can't have a space opera and not have a crazy mad scientist. Uh, Dr. Zarkov. Jay, who you got? I'm just going to cut straight to the chase, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if you guys want to disagree with this pick, that's fine. But as soon as I say his name, you guys might j- just click. I don't know. Um, David Harbour. Oh, huh. <laughs> oh, not where I would have gone, but I'm intrigued to see it. So I, <laughs> that's all. I mean, that's all okay. I got. Like kooky. As soon as I watched it again, I was like, oh, shit, David Harbour. Like he could do this. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. Especially He's got this crazy scientist thing going on. Especially if you're going David Harbour, Red Guardian from Black Widow. Uh, That's yeah. what I'm like. Yeah. Like I want him to have yeah. that accent and tell just <laughs> off the wall random stories that have Steve nothing Fitz. to do with it. And like you, I want did he him talk about me. Flash Gordon. <laughs> did he talk want, about? Me? <laughs> I want him riding away on like the jet bike thing, talking <laughs> about how he was reciting Shakespeare to save his mind. Like, um, you know what, dude? Yeah, uh, it would not have been my first pick, but I'm on board now. So yeah, there you go. I would go with David David Arbor in this as well. I mean, the man tried so hard to save the Black Widow movie. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and everything. His performance in that was great. He's uh, a good Hellboy too. The movie's bad, but he's a good Hellboy. I haven't seen his Hellboy. I can fix that. Okay. Well, but first I gotta see Captain Blood. I can fix that. Uh, All right, well then, mine is gonna be uh, much more safe than I thought it was ever gonna be after (laughs) David Harbour. So again, someone who can play, who can convey both intellect, but also manicness, um, and no one, no one outmanics this person. Uh, My Zarkov, I put Willem Dafoe. Oh, Ooh, wow. yeah. Jesus. God. Manic. What? 
Uh, again, I, I need somebody who was a little older than my my older than he looks, Alexander Skarsgård, um, and and Willem Dafoe, because again, Zarkov is is I call him a sidekick, but he's a bit more of a mentor. Um, but also, again, he he he's equal parts uh, great intellect, but also manic energy, uh, and and uh, Willem Dafoe just like to me that's just like yeah, no, he could do that in his sleep, and I would I would still watch it. Yeah, uh, I agree. 100%. Yeah, I have I have no issues with that pick. Alrighty. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> so so far we've got two two pretty bang up picks there to choose from. So. No yeah, pressure, yeah. Scott. Yeah, no, no, it's okay because mine is woefully inadequate now. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm embarrassed even to say. I'm just gonna withdraw it, this one. I think. Is it gonna I'm be ready. another Trek actor? Come on. I'm ready. To IMDb. I'm ready, Scott. I've got IMDb. <laughs> but you don't you don't need you don't need uh, uh, IMDb because you know this you know this person. Um, I'm trying to think if he's been in Trek. I don't think. <laughs> uh, if he has, I don't remember it off the top of my head. Jason uh, will tell you. And the reason I went with this this pick because when i looked at the character uh i i'm like oh that this is the person yeah because he's kind of already kind of played this character a bit he played it in the avengers uh and thor i went with stellan skarsgård <laughs> actually yeah because yeah. he's kind of already played the older professor character you know um and, and i, I approve i, I want him in my movie now i want him with his son <laughs> I, that's not a bad pick, Scott. It's I know, I know, but still, when I when I think about him compared with David Harbor and uh, uh, Will Defoe. Defoe, thank you. Um, I'm like shit because like both of those characters are going to be very, very kind of over the top in their portrayal, whereas Stellan is going to be very middle of the road, grounded, and that's what I wanted him. I wanted him to ground, so I wanted you know. Carl Urban to be the whole bitter. I wanted Tilly to be uh, the uh, the 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 bubbly, you know, optimistic counter to that. And I wanted Stellan Skarsgård to be my 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 core stable uh, 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 base that those two scales are balancing on. Uh, yeah, I, uh, hold on, hold on. You, you cast him to be the stable one. And then yeah. you referenced his character from the MCU. <laughs> Did you forget about Thor the Dark World where he's running around Hang Stonehenge on. naked? Hang on. The okay. performance is still grounded. Even though the character's a little wackadoo, the performance is still very stable. Okay. Yes, he was physically on the ground. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't. I, I, it's a good pick. I'm not discrediting your pick. I just love how you're someone to be grounded. On the, you forgot about the dark world, didn't you? You forgot he runs around naked in that movie, <laughs> screaming about it, the end of the world. But he does it for a reason, and he's not wrong. He does it very well. Yes, you're right. That is that is honestly that is perfect, Zarkov. So again, great pick. <laughs> yeah, that's that's who I went. Uh, and I, and all I, this, yeah. I, when when you had when you uh, mentioned uh, his son as your um, Flash, Flash. Uh, until we got to talking about Alexander Skarsgård, I didn't realize that they were father and son. I mean, it obviously the the the, 
the, the coincidence of two people named Skarsgård is a little out there. I just never, I never <laughs> thought about it. So. All righty. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's my Zarkov. All righty. I, I dig it. Those are three uh, very stellar picks for Zarkov yeah. right there. So. so these next two, I think we can power through kind of quickly because they are essentially kind of the same character. They they serve as reluctant allies to Flash, uh, initially kind of rivals. Uh, they are the rulers of other kingdoms that Flash recruits to help overthrow Zarkov. Or Zarkov. To overthrow Ming. Sorry. <laughs> gave away, gave away the, the, the spoiled my own movie where Zarkov ends up being the big bad guy. Sorry. Um... We have Voltan, leader of the Hawk people, and we have uh, Prince Baron, leader of the forest people. Uh, who do you guys want to tackle first? Yes. Uh, you pick. Well, let's do Baron then. Okay. Uh, well, we could we could actually even just tag team them, just do them both, you know. Okay. So uh, Baron and Zol and Vol Baron is, Baron and, and Voltan and, and Voltron. Yeah. Uh, okay. We are doing them both. Yes. Let's Baron do it. Let's do them both. Okay, that makes me sad, but okay. Um, so my pick for Baron, uh, he is the man, the myth, the legend, Carl fucking Urban. Hey, that's two, two for three. So, okay. Uh, I thought, I can see him. I thought he'd be a good, like, haha, I'm against you. Oh, we should team up sort of thing. Like, I think he's got that. He could pull off the I'm in love with the princess thing. Um, and if if I'm not mistaken, Baron, be, like at the end of the OG Flash, he ends up like the king, the new king or something. Or the new ruler of everything. My, I don't I don't think that's how it works, but I haven't watched it for a while. So. Oh, OK. Anyway, but, so I thought he'd be good as like that leadership role. Yeah. of like Now I'm in charge of things uh, yeah. but i i yeah so like you never have to justify why you put carl urban where you put him because we all know carl urban so okay and so then do you want my voltan yeah give me your voltan i hope you guys like it because i thought really long and really hard about this and i actually okay. changed i originally had carl urban as voltan and then this name popped up and i was like no he needs to be voltan and like we've okay. said multiple times we're not casting this in the 90s, so I can't have John Reese davies um, <laughs> Which is a clear choice. <laughs> right? Which is the far and away choice if it was the 90s. Yeah. Um, so I went with somebody who embodies his spirit, I guess you okay. could say. So I was like, who is a younger John Reese davies And I landed on Jason Momoa. Ooh. I like that. So I, I I like him as Voltan. A younger John Reese Davies I don't see. <laughs> I see I mean, the attitude. I see the attitude. He's like the big boisterous sort of like, yeah. aha, look at me. Like My that's man. what it yeah. You know, that's that's what I envision. And so that I I felt like Jason Momoa. And like I think of him in that scene where Baron and Flash are fighting on like the table thing that's like tilting. And I could just see Jason Momoa like, give me that controller and like laughing as he's trying to kill them both. Yeah, and when he's, when he's trying to uh, to appear that he sides with with Ming, but as soon as no one's looking, he's like smacking Ming's people on the top of the head and like and then just like looking away like, yeah, I can see that. I, the yes. attitude is perfect. Yeah. 
Yes. So. Yeah. Good picks, man. I, I agree. Yeah. No. Um. I, I can right. see both of those quite well. So, Baron, uh, because he in this film uh, in the OG film is played by um. Oh wow, my mind is blank. Uh, James Bond. Timothy Dalton. Thank you. Uh, with another Timothy James Dalton. Bond. Huh? You went with another James Bond. I did not go with another James Bond. Um, I can. But I, I wanted somebody. So there, there's a little bit of of, of swashbuckliness to Baron. Uh, a little bit of suaveness. There's the whole thing with uh, his relationship with Aura, the princess. Uh, so I wanted somebody who was suave and swashbuckly uh, and also had that British accent. Uh, and I know you're thinking, John, did you just cast James Bond? No, I cast who should have been James Bond. Uh, Henry Cavill is my, oh, uh, my, yes. my Baron. Oh. Yes, he would make a good Prince Baron. Someone who's physically a rival to Flash. So, like, the two of them fighting, you would legit be like, Flash might lose this fight. Henry Cavill's pretty jacked. I don't know. Did he cock his fists before the fight? <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård might be in trouble. Is the mustache there? Anyway, uh, <laughs> that, 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 was, that was, as soon as that name popped up, I just locked on to, like, yes, that's my Baron. That's um, a Baron. So Good then, pick. you know what's coming. My Voltan, Carl fucking Urban. Hey, there you go. Uh, oh. the The bearded look he's had since the boys is is just like stuck in my head now. And as soon as Voltan popped up, I was like, I want that to be Carl Urban so hard. Because yeah. again, Voltan is, is that he's he's uh, polar opposites. He's either like intimidating and 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 scary, or he's just like jovial and making fun of everybody, and he flips those two on a dime. And watching Carl Urban do that would be fun. So, there are my picks. It would, it would, it would be really, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Henry Cavill is Prince Baron. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Ooh, thank you. Henry Cavill is Prince Baron, and Jason Momoa as Voltan. Yes. Wait a minute. I feel like I've seen them somewhere before. <laughs> ben Affleck as Flash. Uh, Gal Gadot as Dale. What? <clears throat> hey, it fits. It fits in with my alcoholic Flash group. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> a, it's it's the Justice League repertoire theater. <laughs> Uh, you can still you can still even have Willem Dafoe with Zarkov because he was uh what's his name in Aquaman. So there you go. Volko. He was Volko in, in Aquaman. There you go. What? It all works. So wrong. So does Ben Affleck would have to be Ming though, right? I mean definitely had he has to be Ming, right? I can see yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Well, Sorry, Je- we got Jesse Eisenberg. We got way sidetracked. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg is Dale. Wait, what? What? <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. So, yeah, who you got? Hang on. Does this mean we officially have uh, Carl Urban as different characters, all three of us? None of us put him in the same yes. spot? Yeah. For once. Yeah. By God, I think that's great. That's awesome. Um, so, my my Prince Baron and Voltan. Uh... My my Prince Baron, I'm I'm ashamed to say, was completely influenced by the MCU. Because uh, I kind of feel like he's already played this character, but he didn't he didn't get enough of a chance to play this character. Okay. 
Um, and so I put him in this because I wanted to see him as this character, you know, more screen time. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, I cast Zachary Levy. I love Chris it. Aaron. Because uh, he because he because he played uh, one of the I forget which one of the Warriors three is he? Fandral the Dashing. Yeah, in the Dark World, right? Yep. Because he's not Fandral in Thor because he had other commitments someplace. They wanted him for Fandral, but he had other yep. commitments. Um, and I loved it when uh, somebody tweeted him saying, "Zachary, when can we get you in the MCU?" And yeah. this was well after the dark world and he's like yeah. oh i don't know if only there was a sword you know a sword wielding you know what was he was he fandral in uh ragnarok as well yes briefly he did come back for that very brief and yeah they're long enough to get killed and then gone yeah yeah not not good cameo in uh, in dark yeah. in, in ragnarok yeah. Um, but because I, I like Zachary Levy uh, in pretty much everything he's done except for um, Shazam. Um, okay. Uh, but uh, um, I, I liked him as Fandral, and I wished he could have played Fandral more. I agree. You know? Uh, all of that. I, I, felt, I felt this was a very Fandral character. And I'm not going to lie, I, I saw, you know, Prince Baron and that whole swashbuckling fight, and I'm like, yeah, I want Zachary Levy for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's fine. I, I think it'd be good. I mean, yeah. in our Dreamcast, where time means nothing, and Brendan Fraser from the 90s is our <laughs> Flash, I would just get Errol Flynn to come in and play Baron, but... That would be awesome. We need to start yeah. doing that, too. Just okay. Where, where time is not a factor. We can pull from anywhere. I like that idea. Um, He was Kurt Warner. Yeah. In... Uh... That one movie that came out that no one watched. American Underdog. A lot That's of people cool. watched it. You didn't oh, okay. watch it. Okay. Okay. Sure. But a lot of others would say otherwise, but okay. I don't well, know. It's, it's fine. Sports ball, Scott. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Yep. So for my Voltan. Yes. Um, I I went with a character that's somewhat rougher. And everything, but I think could pull off that, like you said, the the whole I'm with Ming, but I'm gonna hit a uh, henchman on the head when I can and pretend that it didn't happen, mm-hmm. just with a little less campiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with Michael Ironside. Ooh, as my Voltan, because I like Michael Ironside. I love Michael Ironside. Uh, are we going back to the time doesn't matter? So it can be Michael no, Ironside from no, like the 80s or no? It's no? not okay. 80s Michael Ironside. I agree 80s Michael Ironside would still be good. But I think today's Michael Ironside would still could still pull off. Uh, I, I just really do. Uh, he's, he's, you know, I mean, yeah, there, if you look at pictures of him from today, you've got some rougher pictures. You've got some better pictures. But, uh, you know, if you got... If you got, you know, if, if we're looking at a, you know, what are we looking at, a hundred million dollar budget here? Yeah, let's say a hundred million dollar budget. You know, I think we could okay. throw a couple of million into a personal trainer for him and, and and personal, you know, hair and makeup. I think we can make him look fine. He'd be all right. I don't. I, I'm all for giving Michael Aaron side work. I just don't know if I can is, see that. This is yeah. I, this is not a stellar reception here. I'm just just letting you know. Sorry. I know. Yeah. I just okay. I can't. I'm not. 
I don't I don't hate it, but I also am not sorry. Sorry. Behind For those of you listening at home, this is the sound of nerd alert disapproval. It's <laughs> no, it's not. I mean <laughs> it's that Iowa nice. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's, 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 I, I look, it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's just I, I don't I don't think he I don't think Thanks. I hate it. The, I don't think he blends with the rest of the aesthetic of your movie you're trying to pull off. I, just, well, I think he I, does. I, I think you are giving he, you are underestimating Michael Ironside, sir. I mean, I would. You wanted a non-candy flash, and you just put Michael Ironside in it. I did because I think he can do it. I believe in Michael Ironside. In fact, I'm going to start that hashtag. Okay. Hashtag I believe. There's our news. Go get your I believe in Michael Ironside T-shirt. <laughs> All right, that's okay. That's it's fair, right. Scott. It's fair. It's fair. It's it's yeah. it's fair. Okay, fine. I redact it. Let's go with Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Stop hey, it. Voltan. <laughs> like Brendan Fraser now? Sure, he could be Voltan. Yeah. Uh, okay. I believe we have one left. Uh-oh. Uh we have Princess Aura. The femme fatale of our film. Seductress turned good girl, I guess, is her story arc. Um, So who do you guys got? Jay. Um, So I'm going to say the name. Uh And I might, you guys might be IMDBing this time. Okay. Because in my mind, this was the most stretchy of them. Uh do you want to rephrase that first? Is it, or? Is, is it Reed Richards? Did you cast Reed Richards? Yes. Or, uh, wait, 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 sorry. It's a female role. So did you cast uh, uh, Fantastic Girl? Yes. Kamala Khan. It's, it's, no, it's not Kamala yeah. Khan. Not off, uh, the Incredibles. What's her name? Um, Elastigirl. Elastigirl. Thank you. Did yeah. you cast Elastigirl? As, so uh, the reason I say that this is the most like the biggest stretch I think for casting for me for this group uh, is she's probably the least well-known and might not fit well. And, but I like the pick and that's all that matters. Um, So going back to Ming being Ken Watanabe, of course his daughter has Uh to match. Um, So I went with uh, Karen Fukuhara. If that name doesn't sound familiar, she is Kamiko on The Boys. Okay, interesting. Uh, that's just, all I've ever seen her in, so. Yeah, I know. And that's why I said it's a stretch, because I haven't, I mean, so you know she has skills to fight and do that. I don't know how she would be. Uh, she was also in Suicide Squad, John. The first one. She's. Um, yep. She's a katana. This is katana. She's got my back. Yes. I would mess with her. Her soul traps the victims. Oh, God. I hate that. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Uh, And I don't think that's a fair assessment of her abilities. Uh, Who's a fair assessment of anyone's abilities? Who was in that movie? (laughs) Uh, I just feel like it'd be worth a shot to give her a chance in this movie. So. I don't know enough about her to be like, no, it's terrible. But like that, that, that's 
it's an interesting pick that is off the wall i would not have uh would not have guessed that and uh, i don't know enough about it to argue against it so all right well I, the way i looked at it was like with all these other big names that i would have in this movie this would be a chance for this unknown yeah. to possibly vault herself into being known so yeah 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 okay Okay. So. Um, mine is going to go the exact opposite direction. <laughs> so again, this is someone who has to flirt with in my movie Alexander Skarsgård, and then uh, have an on 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 again off again thing with Baron, who was Henry Cavill. So I wanted somebody age appropriate. I wanted somebody who you would believe as a seductress. Um, and, and someone who you would believe uh, would go from evil to being good, because um, that's so, basically her her arc. So you picked Scarlett Johansson again? No, uh, <laughs> fuck you. I picked the Algodot. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's not bad. Uh, you want to talk seductress? Just look at the one scene in Wonder Woman when she's about to go to sleep and closing the door, and she just stops and looks at Chris Pine. And just with a look, uh, I can't speak words when I see that look. Uh, she's gorgeous. She can handle that. She can also handle the, she's great as a villain in the few times she's ever really gotten the chance to kind of be a villain. Um, she, she's a little edgier in um, Death on the Nile, um, which was a, a fun oh. side to see. Yeah, Death on the Nile was beautiful. Her character, and, and I think she could she could pull off his role. Yeah. So that was my pick. Again, uh, compared to Jay, it's kind of a safe pick, but I guess that's that, that's what I'm here for, is safe picks. All right. Good job, John. Thanks. Thanks. Shut up, Jay. That's a good pick. I like Shut it. up, Jay. Shut up. That is such a better pick than mine. Shut up. Scott, There's... what do you got? <laughs> Here's your chance. Take it away. I mean, uh... It's a very, very lukewarm casting so far. Well, mine's not going to be anything stellar because when I when I said earlier that I I had a couple of picks that kind of came from the same source material. Okay. Uh, when I was looking when I was looking to cast um, Dale and I, uh -huh. I cast Mary Weissman. Uh, uh, let me pull up Star Trek Discovery real quick. Yes. Let, let, let me get on IMDb. Yeah. I already am. Here we go. Oh wait, wait, hang on. I got something playing in the background. That, it's, that was, <laughs> Just see the size of that goddamn chicken. <laughs> hey, I can put that sound bite, sir. Thank you very much. Wait, wait is it labeled now? But yeah, I've got it. Um, yeah, no, it, it's it's. I gotta bring up my uh, um, uh, my thing here, uh, my soundboard. But yeah, it's right here. You see the size of that goddamn chicken? Nice. Oh, it's it's cued, sir. It's right here. I just didn't have the soundboard. Up and running in front of me. All right, Scott, hit us with that pick. Um, when I was when I was looking to cast Dale, I was I was kind of torn because I was looking at Star Trek Discovery because originally, like I said, I, I had Mary Weissman at hand. That was my first popped into my head, and so I looked her up on IMDb and I was looking back and forth and I'm like, well, I could go with this, I could go with that. Ultimately, I decided on Mary Weissman for the reasons that I mentioned. But while I was there, I'm like, you know, my second pick for her would make a good princess aura would make a good thing and i went with sonequa martin green 
Interesting okay. casting. Um, I, I think, you know, I think she could bring that 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 regal quality, that kind of privileged blah blah blah, but I'm attracted to the bad boy. And then we can have this Romeo and Juliet with me <coughs> uh, Zachary Levy uh thing that goes on here. Cause it's really it really is if if you look at the story as presented in the nineteen eighty movie, because and everything. Um, if you look at the story, it's kind of like a backdoor Romeo and Juliet. Because you, you've got the princess and you've got um, uh, uh, Prince Baron, whom they have a history and they love each other, but they can't be together. But it takes this whole Flash Gordon thing to kind of take light off of them and give them the courage to do what needs to be done type thing. So I thought they could pull that off. And so I went with Sonequa Martin-Green uh, as my Princess Aura. Okay. Interesting cast. Once again, nothing to blow anybody's skirts up, you know. But well apparently none of our picks blew anybody's skirts up, so Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> well, alrighty. Uh, so, uh, everybody go around the horn one more time and give us your full cast list. Uh, Jay, give us your full cast. Okay, Flash, Bradley Cooper, Dale, Emily Blunt, Zarkov, David Harbour, Ming, Ken Watanabe, Voltan, Jason Momoa, Baron, Carl Urban, and Aura is Karen Fukuhara. I've got Matt Smith as Ming the Merciless, Carl Urban as Voltan, Alexander Skarsgård as Flash Gordon, Scarlett Johansson as Dale, uh, Willem Dafoe as Zarkov, Carl Urban as Voltan. I already said that, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, Henry Cavill as Baron, and Gal Gadot as Princess Aura. And well, Scott? For me, I had Flash as the man himself, Carl Urban, because he deserves the most screen time in the central role. And no one and, argue with that. And because I want to see him directly opposite my Ming of Gary Oldman, who is an awesome actor as well. And and I think I'm just going to go ahead and start casting. I'm, I'm just going to double up on all of my urbanizations, and we're going to have Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman somewhere in there as well on my picks. Um so I wanted to see those two operating off each other. The love interest um, uh, balancing my grim, dark, alcoholic uh, flash uh, with with her bubbly enthusiasm um, mixed with uh, the, the ability to, to actually have some serious depth of Mary Weissman as Dale. Uh, uh, rounded out with the... the uh, uh, <laughs> I just lost the word. Uh, allies of uh, Zachary Levy as Prince Baron and Michael Ironside. Hashtag I believe in Michael Ironside as fan. Uh, and then rounding out the uh, completely story wise unnecessary Princess Aura uh, as uh, with Sonequa Martin Green. So. so, first of all, uh, we all lose a half star because no one put Stephen Lang in their movie. Oh. Uh, all right, I'll add that to my notes for next time. Right. Stephen Lang and Gary Oldman. All right. Uh, I would, I would, <laughs> but going forward, you will get an additional half star for having either Gary, sorry, <laughs> Gary Oldman or Stephen Lang in your cast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Carl Urban is a requirement, but you get extra credit for Stephen Lang and Gary Oldman. 
Okay. All righty. Just remember that going forward. All right. Uh, so there's our picks. Tell us uh, which pitch do you like? Which casting do you like? Do you want to mix and match a bit? Do you? What other movies do you want to see the Justice League repertoire theater <laughs> reenact? Uh, what other '90s actors do you want to see make comebacks? Uh, and and I like the idea of I think the next one we'll do. Time doesn't matter. So you can cast anybody from any point in history to be in your your weird movie. Uh, that that sounds fun. I think we might do that. Um, so there's our casting for our remake of Flash Gordon. Look, whoever ends up being in roles, I think we all agree it's time for Flash to make his triumphant return. Um, so with that, we're going to leave you today on perhaps the greatest theme written for a movie ever because you get like rock, you can't hear this and not get pumped. Uh, Commander Scott, are we ready? We are ready. Take it away. Ah! Ah! Take off the